Hello and welcome to the Mr. All Podcast. As always, my name is Jacob Staten and as always, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? Talk to me. I am radical. It's a radical, lovely, tepid Wednesday evening. Um, yeah, feeling good. How about you? I am uh, I'm, I'm fantastic. Thank you. I've, uh, like I say, it's a tepid Wednesday evening. Um, I have nothing really to add. Yeah, the sky's the limit today, isn't it? Sky's yeah. the limit. I'll I'll say, starting to get a bit more upbeat. There wasn't as many comments about my hair on the last pod. Uh, on the comments, someone said I look like a cross between Timothy Chalamet and Brad Pitt. I think it was, um, <laughs> which is true. Which is true. That is definitely true. Um, oh, not delve shit. any deeper into that. For those that listen to this podcast and don't watch it, don't bother watching it. Just let your imagination <laughs> paint a picture <laughs> of that person because it isn't me. <laughs> if Timothy Chalamet and Natalia Dyer had a, had a son and then spoilt it to death, that'd be you. Okay, whatever that means. Um, but we did get a comment that I look like I got a dead cat in my head. So <laughs> you win hey. some, you lose some. Yeah, it's it's a tough league to be in, but you've got Swings to take the points away from <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Let's crack on with the podcast. Yeah, so diving straight in. In fact, sorry, first of all. Lovely. Oh, thank you. Lovely. Joshua, what are you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking H2O water. Aguamento. Yeah. Look after Not the liver. To be, uh, look after the liver ahead of a big game on Sunday. But yeah, talking about last week, throwing ourselves back to 3 p.m. Saturday. Just gone. Not going to bother guessing the date up on uh, up on Merseyside uh, for Nottingham Forest versus Everton. Goodison Park. Um, I mean, straight away, much improved performance. You know, still, still the odd moment at the back in the first half. Um, but yeah, it, compared to the Newcastle game, much, 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 much more improved. Um, Oral Mangala as well, absolutely unreal, just fantastic, just, just, just absolutely fantastic. Um, jog my memory, JJ. Did he go off for a possible injury, or was he just withdrawn for? He, he did go off and safety. <laughs> I don't know if it was health and safety, so to speak. Um, I think Cooper said he was fatigued at the end of it. Um, a lot of people are saying that the Bundesliga isn't as quick as the Prem, so you need well, a former's league. That my boy, a former's league. Correct. So your Niakates and your Mangala possibly struggling um, with well, it's yeah. broken Niakate, but yeah, apparently fatigued, which is, I mean, I'd love to see a full ninety minutes of Mangala because each time I've seen him so far, he has looked absolute class. Yeah. So yeah. I hope it's just fatigue, nothing more serious because I think he's going to be a very, very important player for us this season. Absolutely. Uh, and we also saw the debut of one Morgan Gibbs-White. So nice. They gave him three names. Um, we saw flashes of absolute brilliance. Um, it's nice to see a number 10 with that kind of panache. Nice. Um, yeah, he just, you know, you could clearly see that he was a round peg and a round hole for Steve Cooper. Uh, and I can't wait to see more. I'd love to see how that formation is going to develop as well. Because as I think, as I've speculated before, I don't know where his best position is in our team, but as part of a front three. So if we're playing three, more of a three, four, three, and kind of a five, two, three defensively, I think that you can see him, see him up in there. Yeah, I thought it was, I fully expected him to come on in replacement of Jesse Lingard, I thought it'd be a straight swap system stays the same. So I thought it was quite interesting to see them both together. Um, When he came on, he did the whole thing, 
and pointed his finger at Brennan. So they're obviously both of them behind Bren. Uh, Bren, as if I know him, as if I'm best mates. Sorry. Ah, Bren. Ah, Bren. Bren. BG, as I call him. Um, I've lost my point. But either way, it was great to see both Lingard and Gibbs White together. Uh, it sort of refreshed us a bit. It looked like something was actually going to happen. Gibbs White, when he came on, he looks like a player that can make things happen. Obviously, mm. he didn't really. You know, he didn't get an assist or a goal in terms of numbers, but certainly gave us more of an attacking presence and you sort of felt his presence. He did a, a great little run down the side where he guppied uh, the Everton right back. Um, Patterson, Peterson. Who knows? Irrelevant. Um, and put in a lovely ball. Obviously, no one was there, but it's... Uh, <laughs> you're right, Jacob. <laughs> Kimbo me. Kimboed me. Sorry. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. That was, a bit, that was a bit rude. Either way, great cross. Uh, and he just looked, he looks special. He looks like a, another really good player. So interested yeah. to see how that develops. Will it always be him and Lingard together? Well, is that how we're going to start at the weekend? You know, very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, just an absolutely fantastic finish from Brennan Johnson. I suppose a special shout out for for the returning Ryan Yates as well. He had a great shot on goal that kind of brought that hole around. Um, it was a good bit of play actually in the kind of build up to the goal. Kept the ball for a bit for once, which was nice. Uh, and then, as all good poachers do, all good finishers, he, he's he's there when it when it counts, and he and he sends the England goalkeeper the wrong way with the eyes. England's new number two um, because Dean Anderson's number one. Hmm. But Yates, we need to shout out Yates because I suspected, and I said, I even said to you, how is our vice captain like not even close to starting here? Like yeah. he's, there's four players in front of him. He's not at that level. Don't know like why we made a vice captain when he's not going to play a role. And then he just comes on and just proves you completely wrong. I mean, yeah. that's just what Ryan Yates does. Mm. We used, I used to dislike Ryan Yates with to a great degree and he turned my opinion around fantastic player and even when I write him off now which I definitely shouldn't have done he comes on and performs like that he he bossed it the the build up for that goal in particular he did a lovely little pass to create space in the middle drove us forward in that respect he seems to have sort of got this quick move to the to the side and get a shot off thing down now um, and it looked like a better shot than he used to do back in the day so he just feels like he's grown as a player and I think message to future me if you think you're going to write Ryan Yates off don't bother because he's just going to make you look an absolute fool um, <laughs> so yeah great great finish by Bren BJ as I call him Um Lovely to see absolute ah, limbs in the forest end. Yeah. Um, I thought we had it. I thought we had them. I thought, here we go, three points away at Goodison. So it was quite disappointing how it, it finished that game. Yeah. I mean, I think everything is important to point out that everything up to this point was was very positive. You know, they, they did have purple patches. You know, there were points where we looked a bit, you know, like we could, could be gotten at, particularly thinking Damari Gray kind of, Cutting his coming inside Nico Williams and getting it, Joe Worrell. He did what? Um, he did what? Um, yeah, and it's um, but then yeah, you know they score. It was a good pass from Jordan Pickford and a great run from Damari Gray. I have my opinions on whose fault it was in the in the back in the go back on, five. Go on then. Who is it? JJ. Well, in my opinion, Nico Williams. If you if you can't 
if you can't keep up with him, you, you pass him on. And if he passes him on to the centre-backs, he's offside. I think you're right. I just don't want to say anything bad about Nico Williams because he's... <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, tr- trying to follow your man is never really a bad thing. It's a, 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 an extremely intelligent fullback who can make that decision and split them in there. You know, there's not going to be too many wingers that are actually faster than Nico Williams, are they? So, you know, it's that kind of split-second decision. But yeah, you know... He, if he doesn't follow him, if he if he passes him on, he's behind the back, you know, the centre backs. He's offside, isn't he? So, you know, there is that. But again, and it does feel very much like we kind of, the, the, even not not just the goal that we conceded, but as soon as we scored, particularly our defensive performance was was kind of subpar, particularly compared to the rest of the match. So, don't want I don't want to say it feels like we threw it away, but it. To some degree, it did because I would have snapped anyone's hand off. Exactly uh, that, yeah. Um, for for a, for a point away, um, at Everton. So yeah, positive, um, positive pants on a great performance in comparison to the Newcastle game. Mm-hmm. Worlds apart, um, a first Premier League goal for Brendan Johnson, a debut for Gibbs White. He looked great. Oral Mangala yeah. looks great. Ryan Yates came on and looked great. Um, much more improved. Dean Henderson made some good saves. Um, wonderful keeper we got, we got a point away at Goodison which is a difficult place apparently due to the famous atmosphere that didn't seem to air until they scored but, I didn't realise that the away team had to bring it though yeah true but yeah all in all like full positive I know I know it felt like we had the three points in the bag but point away from home win the home games <clears throat> get a point away from home be a bastard on the road as Mr. Dane Murphy said so yeah absolutely very positive Absolutely. So, a little bit of a little bit of hot news for you coming up next. Um, we are now an official podcast partner of the Nottingham Forest Australian Supporters Group, mate. Nice. Um, so, if you are in Australia and listen to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Second of all, join that group and get on get on down with some um, Aussie Forest goodness. Yeah, we'll put the links in the description on, on our YouTube channel. If you want to join that group, if you're an Australian or in Australia and want to meet up with fellow Forest fans. Yes. And now to Grimsby in the first round of the Carabao Cup, I want to say. First uh, round? I think it's second. I don't know how they count it because they obviously, mm. a few teams play before the Premier League get introduced. Um, that, yeah, I, think it's, I still think it's the first round. They still count as um, first round. I know Sheffield Wednesday beat Sutherland to get to this round. Is that a pre-round? Who knows? It's a Tim Pot Cup. Who knows? It's a Tim Pot Cup. <laughs> I mean, it is until you get to, unless you get to the semi-final, isn't it? Oh, you unless get to the semi-final, you have the best cup in the world. But until that point, <laughs> Tim Pot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I, I think the, the the biggest talking point was the first eleven, wasn't it? And how they would line up and how they would play. Um, you, we did a, a post on, was it on the Monday morning? Uh, yes. We did a post on Monday morning around what we thought the team would be. We weren't too far off, I'm pleased to say. We weren't too far off at all. I think we were really um, far off. Were we? Yeah, we had Worrell, who didn't play. Cook, who didn't play. McKenna, who didn't play. Uh, Colbert, oh, yeah, who didn't play. We, we had... It wasn't... It wasn't Gibbs <laughs> White, who didn't we, play. <laughs> How are we to guess that he would play a uh, uh, Alex Martin at right wing back and a, and a left back we'd never heard of? Fair enough. So yeah, I mean, I I kind of 
I like to see this, as you know, as we discussed on previous podcasts, it's not a competition with that I, I kind of, I don't want to say bothered about, but you know, it's not never the end of the world if you get knocked out of the Carabao Cup again, unless it's a semi-final or the final type thing. So seeing a kind of completely brand new 11, um, important minutes for players like Bian Khan, uh, Kawate, even Ryan Yates. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the team right now. It was important minutes for everyone. Um, and I must say it was fantastic to see, uh, is his name Aaron Donnelly, the left back starting, uh, and then to also, was it Dale Taylor and Oliver Hammond as well? Come on. So just, I, I really love to see things like that. It's exactly the right competition to kind of, to, to do that in. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Cafu got, I would have really loved to have seen it as well, but there was no oh. streams. So didn't yeah. get to see it. We had to listen to it. Um, anyway, that's frustrating, but back to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, no, a, a really professional performance, some fantastic goals. Ryan Yates, what a finish. Um, Sam Surridge is the equivalent of the green arrow in, in football form, isn't he? Or, you know, if you're Marvel orientated, um, Hawkeye, that is name. Yeah, that is his name. <laughs> that is his name. Don't pretend like you don't know Joshua. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, his he's, he's finishing is unbelievable. I was listening to the post game as well and he was saying that he practices that that the second goal where he sends him and he puts it in the near post. Or was that the third goal? Uh, it was his second Seconds. goal, but third goal. His second goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, where he, he looks far post and sends him near post. He practices that all the time apparently, which is just delightful to see. Delightful to yeah. hear. So, yeah. Fantastic goals. We've stood a lot of pressure in the second half. You know, it wasn't all plain sailing, but um, players like Remo Freuler and Emmanuel Dennis putting in performances where they're really pushing for starts, I think. Um, I don't think it will come against Spurs. I think it's too soon, but maybe City match that, you know, a lot of games are going to start to come thick and fast. So I could definitely see that. And um, yeah, apparently Remo, Remo Freuler, 90% pass accuracy. Um, that's exactly the kind of player you want when you're under pressure. Exactly. The kind of, and, and it kind of alludes to our point when we had the live chat after the Everton game where we were struggling to kind of keep possession. You got two and you got two midfielders. It seems like Remo Freuders needs to be one of them when he can keep yeah. the ball as much as he, as much as he did. He um, sounds, he sounds really good. And uh, they call him the conductor. Um, and it sounds very warranted making things happen. Um, it sounds like a lot of people have been saying once he gets in the squad, it, he's there to stay, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, we're blessed with some great midfield options as it stands. So for Mangala or O'Brien to miss out for him, even Ryan Yates, even Koyata is putting a good shift so far. So yeah. we are blessed. I think it's going to come in handy with with future games. But yeah, I would love to see a, a Froyla Mangala double act. I would be interested to see that. That yeah. sounds promising to me. But any combination yeah. of those two for me would, you know, it's, it's a great... It's a great um, task to have to pair them up, and I think we're going to see some some good things from all of them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we're just going to do a, a gentle reminder now that if you go to and JJ, correct me if I'm wrong, misrolling no, in on the video, it's just come below us. What's the chance? Just come of below us, does it? So, under here, under here. Misrollingin.co.uk. Um, and if you head there, we have things to sell, don't we, Josh? We do. We've got a Premier League world chart. <clears throat> Not too late to fill in the results that have already gone past. It looks beautiful. Look at that on screen now. Wow. It, some, some might even say that because you've got more results to fill in straight off the bat, it's more fun. Yeah. So buy it on the last day of the season. Um, 
so that looks lovely. Uh, we've got a championship playoff final commemorative poster. Uh, also lovely. So if you if you fancy them, check it out. Um, we're also going to have a few more posters coming soon. So keep an eye out yep. for that. And ho- hopefully some other things, but um, my position as ideas man is uh, taking a real, real confidence knock at the minute. Yeah, He's not, he's, ideas. he's not. He's not having them. He's not having them. So uh, terrible. I'll ideas. keep trying. I'll keep trying, everyone, to bring you fresh stuff. But uh, we've got to get past the iron curtain that is JJ's hair. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of fresh stuff, it's worth pointing out that we're recording this podcast on Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday tonight? Today is Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night. So by the time this podcast goes out, we'll already know our next opponent for the Carabao Cup. But we can't talk about it here because we don't know yet because it's not happened yet, unless we time travel. So who are you it's hoping absolutely for, Jacob? Going to be? Uh, it's got to be Derby, hasn't it? God's got to. Can we just say it's going to be, and then I'll do like a voiceover, and then yeah. it's <laughs> it's Rebecca Vardy. Our opponent <laughs> for the Carabao Cup. Our prediction is it's definitely going to be Tottenham Hotspurs. I move my mouth and I can put it over the top, and then there we go. We're winning production nice. values. Yeah. Anyway, Jacob, on to the next game. Yes, which is Tottenham Hotspurs at the world famous City Ground on Sunday. What a Authors fixture! Kick off. Oh, the kind of game that you dream about when you are winning the playoff final at Wembley. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a really, really you know, like if you thought Newcastle was a tough task, this is pardon me, this is going to be something else. Uh, you know, they've got quality throughout. Uh, one person that appears that won't be in the squad is none other than Jed Spence who is apparently already in the doghouse with Antonio Conte for refusing to go out on loan this season. If that's true. It's, it's obviously well, unconfirmed. Well, apparently he was in the match day squad for the their first game of the season, which I can't remember. Was it Southampton? He was the, the, third, the third choice right back behind Emerson Royale and Matt Doherty. Um, and then he has travelled to the next two games, but he hasn't been in the squad. And apparently, yeah, that's because he uh, was told that he would, they would like him to go out on loan. And um, he did not take kindly to those instructions. And then apparently I've also heard that he was not an Antonio Conte signing. He was a Daniel Levy. He's a young English kid for the future signing. So I think that's, I that can't la- help but... F- the conf- latter one definitely sounds true. Uh, yeah. I think that is... Sounds pretty legit. The first bit about him refusing to go out on loan, who knows... But, you know, if he'd if he chosen Spurs, it seemed in January that that was always going to be his final mm. destination. If he's chosen Spurs and can't get in and goes back on loan to the championship, then that is wild to me. Um, wild. It's too good for the championship. In my opinion, he had a club ready to to buy him, get him straight in and love him, uh, a place that he knows mm-hmm. he can do well. Won't lie to you. Worked out for the best for all parties, not Jed Spence. They got their man for the future. We got Nico Williams, who I think is fantastic. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a question. I have got a question. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll I'll save it a minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you three questions now ahead of that. Um, who, instead of asking who the danger man is at Spurs, because there's too many to mention, Son. Um, who are you most looking forward to seeing? Xiong Min Son. Um, nice. I think the the obvious answer is probably Kane, but I've, I've for years I've really enjoyed watching Son play. I think he's a brilliant player. He's really enjoyable to watch. Always looks like something's going to happen. 
hopefully, I mean, he's been in a bit of sticky form so far this season. He's not been great, which worries me slightly because he's got a point to prove <laughs> and, you know, against a side like Forest, maybe it's a great opportunity. But yeah, I think, I think Son's fantastic. So really looking forward to him playing. He's in my fantasy football team as well. Really hope he blanks this weekend because it means that we might have had a good game. So who who, yep. who would who are you most looking forward to seeing play in that team? Uh, I think I'm going to have to be basic and say Harry Kane. Uh, obviously Sung Hyung Min or Sung Hyung Min Son, whichever way around it is. A fantastic player. So obviously looking forward to seeing him. Kulisevsky, great shout. Yeah, um, true. Ugo Lloris has been a top keeper for a long We've while. Got Perisic now. Not bothered about that. Um, <laughs> the danger man, Ben Davis. Eric Dyer. No, doesn't tickle you. No, no, so I'll stick with Harry Kane. Um, but although he's one of them players, you know, I watched him for England and, and kind of on match the day and things like that for a long while. He's He doesn't really, in my opinion, doesn't really play well unless, you know, and then all of a sudden he scored three goals. So he's yeah. one of them kind of strikers. So if he doesn't score, awesome. And oh, he's not played well, as he so. You know, uh, that um, next one then, JJ, is match prediction. Match prediction. What? Match prediction. How do you think it's going to go? And then follow it up with your score prediction. I think the match is going to be interesting. Um, it's the home crowd again, it helped us at Man- uh, West Ham. I think it's going to be similar in terms of the West Ham. I think we're going to have to ride a little bit of luck if we're going to get through the, the lightning, game. You mean? Ride the lightning TM. Um <laughs> I think the the home support can do crazy things in football. Look at mm. Leeds against Chelsea. Look at Man U against Liverpool. Um, look at Fulham v Liverpool, even on the opening day. Newcastle yeah, v City, yeah. you know, home support Bournemouth is Villa. massive. Home support is mm. massive at the minute. And we've got a great crowd. We've got a great um, support. Spurs is the type of game that these people are dreaming of. They used to meet them in cup finals back in the day. It's a big team at the city ground. It's going to be electric. If West Ham's anything to go by, I think we'll thrive off it and help them sort of get over the line. So my match prediction, I think, is similar to West Ham, but with a better quality team. So it's going to be difficult, but we're going to go out there and give them a go, which is all you can really ask for. And I think the crowd may play a big part. Score prediction. I think realistically it, we're looking at like a 2-0 a Spurs, but I'm very, very hopeful and I'm going to say, and we we were right for the West Ham home game, so maybe it's a home game thing. I'm going to say 1-0 Forest. No, I no, I didn't mean that. I was meant to say 1-1. I think we can get a point. 1-0 isn't true. <laughs> I'm not that optimistic. 1-1. I think we can get a point from them. Uh, I'm going to take the same questions back and I'm going to say match prediction second back and I'm going to say I think very similar to the West Ham game obviously I think the the, the home crowd is going to have a huge you know we've got the best fans in the world at the world at the world's most famous ground Um, they're they're shipping way more goals than I thought they would under Conte Um, I felt wonder if they're still getting kind of you know his first team getting used to the a rigorous way that he likes to play. So I'm going to say it'll be a bit of a ding dong battle, but we're also going to ride the lightning again. I can't see them not scoring, but they're also shipping goals. So get your, your crisp green five pound notes out 
and stick it on a 3-2 Nottingham Forest. 3-2? You, you, there you go. You love to see a goal fest, you. You've, I think you've Who doesn't f- love to see it? Somebody <laughs> once told me a long, long time ago at work that 3-2, as long as you're on the right end of it, 3-2 is the best scoreline in football. 3-2 is great. 3-2 is great. Uh, you think you've gone 3-2 every game so far? I think you've gone for goals uh, galore. Uh, no, I went for 2-1 two, 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 or 2 all last game. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, we'll, That's we'll one step further, 3-2. Wow. Okay. That's three two five goals, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's ambitious. You know what? We're there on Sunday. We're gonna be at the game at that beautiful city ground. So if we're at the city ground and your prediction rings true, consider me a very happy man. But there we go. I'm gonna put it out there now. I'd snatch your hand off for a point. Yeah. Uh we will obviously let everyone know on in some kind of social media where we're gonna be having a pint before the game. So if you do wish to come and Say hello. We don't bite. We are, well, we're both quite tall. We're both quite hairy. We both look like monsters, I imagine. So, but we don't bite. We're not scared. Not really. Please come and say hello. Come and have a beer with us. Not really selling uh, it. But yeah, <laughs> well, we'd, we'd well, love not to. Monsters, I promise. We'd love to have a, a beer. We're going to do another vlog. Um, I'm going to a wedding the day before. So, I'm going to be hungover again. Oh. So, oh. keep an eye out for that as well. So, on to the Spurs game on Sunday. Bring it on. Yep. Uh, which which slides us nicely into the next test. Oh gosh, which is, <laughs> which is a doozy. Uh, which is uh, the current Premier League champions Manchester City away. Um, we're going to cover this one off quickly because hopes aren't high. Um, uh, we, we both had a chuckle because I've I've written here and I'll and I'll kind of index as to what we're going to talk about. A uh, danger man question mark, and we both said the same thing, which was JJ. All of them. <laughs> every single one of them every single one of them um, yeah who, who who? I suppose you know same question who are you most looking forward to seeing who, who are you most looking forward to seeing on gosh there's only one answer look at Harry Reds there's only one answer and that is uh, Alf Inc Harlan's son uh, Erling Mr Harlan Erling Harlan um, yeah certainly didn't think at this time last year, when Forrest was sitting rock bottom of the championship, that a year later would be going to a league away game at the champions of the Premier League uh, to watch Erling Haaland score several passes. So it's mental. Great. Can't stop smiling. It's mad, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> even if we get battered, it's fun. Like I'm looking forward mad, to this one. It? But mad, that's, not the, that's not the sort of mindset we need to go with. Jacob, who are you most looking for? There's a few to choose from. Is yours Highland as well? Is there anyone else you're looking forward to, to watching? Um, obviously, huge shout out to him. I think, you know, he throws three goals in three games and he hasn't really got going yet. Um, my, the one I, you know, it's Kevin De Bruyne, isn't it? I think he's mm. the best player in possibly not world football right now. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think who's better. The arguments for kind of players like Salah and things who score a lot more goals. Maybe, but uh, yeah, he's probably the probably the person you know outside of Forest. I pay the most money to see play. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, Kevin, De, Kevin De Bruyne. I'm a big fan of a a visionary through ball, and that man is the absolute master of that. So De Bruyne mm-hmm. is a great shout. Uh, let's try and not let's climb out of Man City's arse because we're a Forest podcast. We love Forest. We are Urids. Yes. Um, so score prediction, JJ. Score prediction, I gonna I I always feel bad going for Forrest to lose, but 
you know, I think this one's understandable. I think 4-1 here, I think they're going to score a few pastas. Um, and the reason I think that is because Steve Cooper doesn't go to games with the mindset of losing or, you know, just taking a point. He wants to win. So I think we're going to have a bloody good go and I think that leaves us a bit vulnerable. But you know what? We'll nick one back. So 4-1 is what I'm going for. What about you, Jacob? I'm going to go for a very respectable 2-0. Mm. I think it'll be very similar to the Newcastle game. I think we'll, we'll hold them. It'll take something special to score and then I think it'll just be kind of inevitable. Um, I don't think we'll score. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with 2-0. You know what? As daft as it sounds, I'd certainly take it. I was listening to uh, Ben Foster's podcast the other day and the Watford mentality we're going into that game is essentially if we can get this below four, we've had a bloody good go here, which that mentality, you know, what it just shows what a ridiculous side they are. So if, what world class. If, any, if anybody watched the Newcastle Man City game on Sunday, that's the way to try and play against them. Go, go for it. You, if, if you go, if you, if you're presuming that you've lost, just go for it. And I really hope that's what Cooper does. Yeah. I, really I, hope I, that I don't want just things. Let's, let's, let's balls to the wall. You know, we're gonna, we're, you know, it, it's probably 85, 90% nailed on that we're gonna lose from the start. Just go for it. Why not put, you know, put them under pressure? Yeah. Was it Scott Parker that's essentially said before the game, we've lost here, before they've even kicked he, a ball or so is something similar to that? I don't yeah. know. I don't want to hear that yeah. mentality from our man Stevie. I want him to be positive. If that's you, mate. Give him, give him a good go. Give him a bit of a bloody nose. And you know what? Football is a mental game. You never know what could happen. You never know. Well, speaking of never knowing what's going to happen, let's talk about Nottingham Forest signings, JJ. Reel some names off to me. <laughs> We've got, uh, you're going to have to correct me for any bad Go pronunciations on. here. We've got Huang Yu Zhou, who's a, an impending right. signing from Bordeaux, who's going straight to Olympiacos on loan. But he's 29 one. and he scored double figures goal. I don't get it. Go on, yeah, well, we've got Sam Surridge sort of down the pecking order is probably the best finisher at Forest right now. We don't need another one. He's going straight to Olympiacos. Will we ever see him in a Forest shirt? Weird one. Anyway, plenty. We've been linked with plenty and this is not an exhaustive list. There's many more out there. This is the only ones that I could remember. Uh, Region, Tanganga, Serge Aurier, Renan Lodi, Willy Bolly, Gibral Sidibe, Josh Bowler, James Garner. That's all I can remember. Plenty more, but there's loads. Well, I think there's clearly a theme of fullbacks on this list, isn't there? With Region, Tanganga. Well, Region's a left back. Tanganga's a right, can be a right back, can be a centre back. Well, to me, Serge Aurier, I wouldn't touch him with a with a 10 foot, very poopy pole. <laughs> um, he's a, apparently an extremely toxic human being. Uh, Renan Lodi, left back. Uh, Willie Bolly's a centre back. Jibril Sidibe's right back. Josh Bowler's a left winger. And uh, my sweet Prince James Garner is uh, an absolute dynamite central midfielder. Um, I'll, I'll run through this list, JJ, and I'll give you kind of, I, I think, a little a little piece on how I think. I mean, obviously after a left back, I think Omar um, Richards is out for a little bit longer than, than anyone's making out if we're, if we're kind of looking for cover. They said he's back I in think- a month the other day. That's what Mr. Cooper said. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, a month for month for Sundays, maybe. Um, I think Region's got legs. He, you know, we're only two hours up the road from where he is. 
Um, I can't see Renan Lodi moving from Spain to England for for a six month loan. If, if it's not even six months, is it? It's a, till Christmas, I imagine. Tanganga would love to see that. Another really, you know, that'd be a young, powerful centre back. Fantastic. Aurier again, wouldn't touch him. Willy Bolly, experienced centre back. That probably screams that Naikate's out for longer than anyone's letting on. Sadibi, don't need another right back. I think he can play left back, maybe. Uh, if we're going to get Sadibi on loan, going to put it out there. This is the question. I'll come back to that, actually. Uh, Josh Bowler. You've got a beef with him for some reason. Uh, I wouldn't mind him. I, I've seen him. I saw watched him play against QPR the other, thri- the other Friday, and I think he was pretty good. He's got a really good goal in that game, actually. I wanna, you don't need to hear. I me. Chip you need to hear me talk about James Garner. Go on. I want to chip in. I don't have beef with Josh Bowler. He's a great player, and in the championship, I'd absolutely would have taken him. Just don't know if we need him right now. Will he get a game? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so my question is, you know, we're obviously in the market for a uh, fullback. It's when widely tipped that Nico Williams can play left back. Would you take Jed Spence on loan? Well, we can't because you can't get loaned out to a Premier League club after you've. Oh, you can't, can you? After so, you've signed great for one. question. Should have done your research first. Um, Apologies to the he's, listeners. He's not, he can't. He can't go out on loan in the championship. Surely, that's maybe that's why he's up. I feel up raw for him. Yeah, well, I think uh, take a championship he, loan. He's made his own bed there. It's just you know, if if it was if there was possible for him to come on loan and Williams play left back, absolutely. I, that possibly could have even been the plan at one point if he didn't already decide on Spurs. Mm. Um, I just think that'd be fantastic, but. You know, it's not going to be. I think if he's going to get game time, he's either got to be patient and wait at Spurs and hope that a few injuries might happen. Playing the cup, possibly fight his way in, you know, which is a respectable mm. attitude to have. Uh, not a problem he would have had if he came to Forest. Or if he needs game time, alone out elsewhere, be it in the championship, possibly Europe. I don't know. But I just think that's he's above that level now. Um, I think he's possibly made the wrong decision. If he goes back to the championship, it will be mind blowing. So he's too good for that level for me, but he's I, a young player. Just, you want to see him get minutes. So it's a shame for him to sort of rot on the bench. I just expected, I, I always, you know, so they've got three right backs, got Emerson Royale, Matt Doherty and Jed Spence. I just always presumed they would be looking to sell Emerson Royale. And Matt Doherty would obviously be the, the, the sturdy number two. And Jed Spence would be, I, 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 I just, you know, Seeing the way he's played, especially defensively for us, I could see him doing really well as Conte's right wing back, same way that Victor Moses was all those years ago when he was at Chelsea. It just really surprises me that... I mean, I'm not surprised they've fallen out. I know Jess Spence has a reputation. Um, I just, yeah, I think I'm really pleased we got Nico Williams. There's no regret there in any way, shape or form. But imagine having Nico Williams and Jed Spence. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, that would be dynamite. Um Going away from Jed Spence to wrap this podcast up, out of that list, are there any that you'd certainly, if you had a choice out of any of them, how many and who would you sign out of that list? Um, well, I, I'll, I'll change your question. I'll say you can only sign okay. one. Okay. And it can't be James, it can't be James Garner because he's obviously, there's too many, there's too many weird stipulations. You know, we would have to sign him. They'd probably want 25 million. I can't see us dipping another 25 million on someone at this point. 
So we'll ignore ignore the James Garner. It's 14 million. Uh, looking at, That's the asking price for Garner. Oh, don't. It's so affordable. Um, I would take... Um, I don't think we've got problems at left back, so I'd take Tanganga because I think there needs to be some competition in there. How about you? I would, yeah, Tanganga. If I had to choose one, which wasn't my question, but if I had to, I'd choose Tanganga <laughs> because I think he's one for the future. Um, right centre back gives a little bit of competition to Mr. Worrell. Uh, quick player, one for the future. I think it'd be silly of Spurs to actually let him go. But I'd take him, but I would also take Reggie on. I think if Omar Richards is out for a while, Toffler is going to need some form of backup. I think Reggion starts in front of Toffolo, so I'd just take them both. I think get a double deal over the line. I think it'd be a great, two great additions. But if it's just Tanganga, more than fine with that. Sort of, I think you, I think you might have said it. You've either said it in a direct message or on this podcast. But I'm really looking forward to that window just closing shut. Yeah, get rid of all these links and just cracking on with it. We've got yeah. our squad. W- Let's work on it. Go. I was a huge fan of that one season where the transfer window shut before the first game of the season. I, I know the issue was that nowhere else in the world did it, so it kind of messed our clubs up because teams were still trying to poach our players and we couldn't replace them. But um, for me, for, for me personally, a transfer window should not be open after the first game of the season. It just. Yeah, it, 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 nothing good comes of it, does it? You know, you should have your squad in place first game of the season and go from there. Um, I'd, be, I'd, you know, a subject for another day, maybe, maybe for an international break. Um, but I, I'd also like to see the January window abolished as well. Ooh, interesting. We'll pick that up in a future episode. We'll but I think we'll uh, wrap up there. So before I leave Jacob to do our outro, for those that watch on YouTube, we've just passed 400 subscribers, which is amazing. Um, I think just like four weeks ago, Thank three you. weeks ago, we had 50 before we started doing this video. So it's really great to see. And, you know, people leaving comments is really helps us, you know, continue to want to do this so if you're not subscribed and you're watching this or listening to this please head to our youtube and click subscribe and it'd be very much appreciated anyway over to jacob yes so if you are listening for the first time thank you for tuning in please come back if you're listening again and again and again we love you we love you we love you please keep coming back thank you you reds you reds